you know what one I heard the other night? A comedy show. What? Twat. Twat. Yeah. I put it in my fucking twat. It was this really old lady. I was living for her. I put it in my twat. Yeah. It's not very sexy. No, I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, look at her. She's got a twat out. Do you think like straight men, though, think like, oh, yeah, I fucked her hot twat? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. This episode is sponsored by Hot Octopus, the luxury sex toy brand who guarantee your mind-blowing pleasure. So I've decided I need to just stop fucking people when I can only see half of their face. As in, you need to stop organising sex with people that you've only seen half their face or you're having sex with people where only their face is only partially... Is this after the... Did this we is, talk about this before on the podcast? I can't remember, or was it secret chat? It was a private chat, <laughs> was <that> a secret. <laughs> it was a little secret chat. Well, it was a few things, a few instances at once, but the first thing that you said, it was that one, not the second one. So it happened once before, the guy that you're talking about is the one with the motorcycle, motorcycle helmet, helmet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who I met on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't want to become a mother. But he really, um, he really had like proper piercing eyes. So I was like, oh my God, he's so fit. And then when I saw him without the helmet, we did obviously meet up and have sex. But when I saw him without the helmet. <laughs> That's how it happened. Yep. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, so what, I'm leaving out one detail. Yeah, no, that's the part that makes me laugh the most, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, but I can't. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, are you talking about the penis or the job? <laughs> <laughs> wait. Just the circumstances in which you met. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about when he did the disclaimer about his penis. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. No, basically, he did a disclaimer to be like, oh, I'm not very big. Was it that small? It was quite small. But anyway, <laughs> when I when I saw him without his helmet on, I was suddenly like, you're okay, but you're not that hot. But that's the problem. It's because it's you always build something in your imagination. You build a version of that person. Yeah, you build a... The second half of their face. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's almost as bad as, you know, when someone turns up from Grindr and even though you've seen a photo, it's been like a very deceptive photo. Mm. Or like the way they talk and move is different to how you imagined and you get that bit of like, oh, yeah. not quite. But this is like literally you imagined half a face. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fill in the blanks. And it's not the first or the last time that I did that. So the first time was with my dentist. Do you remember telling you about my hot dentist? Uh, do I? I didn't hook up with him, but he just had a really hot top half of his face <laughs> okay and then when he took the bottom half of the when he took the mask off i was like oh oh was there not enough chin i was like i just didn't really expect you to have those teeth as a dentist they were just like little baby shark teeth you know when they've got like all the little gaps in between them all oh no <laughs> like when they file your teeth down for veneers like Katie Price in that picture, like, I talk mean, dirty to me, darling. Yeah, but they're, they're not filed down. They're still full, full teeth. They just have gaps in between them. Oh. <laughs> like little, little baby teeth. I was imagining like little pins. 
<laughs> not quite that bad. But anyway, the most recent time I was getting a taxi home from my friend's Christmas party and the taxi driver, I don't know, he starts being like, oh, did you have a good night? And we'd been sitting in silence for like 10, 15 minutes. Mm. Do you know when you're suddenly like, where is this conversation coming from? But I felt like I knew instantly where it was going. Yeah. But again, I can only see his eyes. And his eyes were actually really buff. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, I need to obviously know what the rest don't of Don't let the eyes deceive you. Clearly. <laughs> I've already let that happen twice. Yeah. I'm like, third time lucky. <laughs> so I said to him, oh, can you pull your mask down? And he was like, oh, no, not really. Like, I'm driving. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Suspicious, first of all. So then... I was like, oh, well, I can check his picture in the app. Yeah. So that's what I did. No. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. Oh. Like, how can the, how can from your nose upwards, you look like Prince Naveem, and then from the rest of the Mars downwards, you look like the Goonies? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It was like he just took his mask off and was like, hey, you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's like, do you live alone? I was like, no, I've no. got, I've got six flatmates. One of them's a baby. Did you sit in the front? No, <sighs> no. That's what I mean. I'm like, what about me? Is screaming to these taxi drivers? Yeah, he's up for it. My taxi drivers never hit on me. I'm starting to get really pissed off. You Everyone want is this fucking. One. Yeah, but I just want the the attention. Attention. Yeah, I want the recognition. You know, but it's never happened. Maybe I give, but I think I give off really nasty vibes. Like unapproachable. I think I give off unapproachable vibes. And I also do, it depends. I sometimes do that thing where I like, if I don't want to talk, I get into the taxi and I'll start talking in Portuguese into a, like a voice note or something like that. Sure. Just to signal that I don't speak English, so I don't want to talk. And then they don't ask me any questions and I don't get a shitty review. I don't really get a lot of people trying to talk to me anyway. Most of them are dead quiet, do you not think? No, I always get chirpy people. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And I got one that was asking me all about the uh, COVID vaccine. But do you get Ubers in the daytime? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I never get an Uber in the day. <laughs> I just don't. Got nowhere to go or do you just prefer to take public transport? Yeah, I just guess if it's the day, <laughs> I would just get a train. <laughs> that's true. I, I prefer to get the overground. That sounded really shady. You got nowhere to go. No, I didn't mean no, that. not at all. <laughs> hey, bougie bitch with all your Uber money, travelling in the day while yeah. I'm on the 57. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'd never get a bus. Yeah, I, oh, buses are a nightmare these days. Yeah, I had to get one the other day. I was like, oh, this is, it's been a while. Mm. Sometimes you just have to, but yeah. So Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Um, Could you not just fucking with the mask on? No. Absolutely Actually, not. Actually, something about knowing that they might be hideous under the mask is a little bit of a turn on. No. No. Like, even sometimes I feel like if you're going to go for somebody who's maybe, like, less hot or, or you're not as physically attracted to, then they need to have something that, like, they need to have that sexual chemistry that's going to turn me on. That mm. like, at least be, like, confident and, like, masculine with it, I feel. Was he not confident then? I mean, mm. he's asking you where you live. <laughs> where you lived alone. Yeah. But you know when it was sort of, it was just done from like a little, like if you're confident, just take your fucking mask off. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe he was worried about getting in trouble with Uber. Like I feel like if you're going to be a taxi driver, you're going to hit on me. I need the confidence levels to be at like 
Rebecca Moore fake taxi levels. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, just be like, like do, do, do you live alone? What are you, my fucking... No, I want someone pulling over and just flopping their dick out at me. <laughs> well, listen, if you're going to try... <laughs> try. Yeah. Yeah, don't give me a half-assed effort. Yeah. Uh, what's been going on with you? What's the latest? So, I have just had surgery... Oh. So I've been on sort of like a time out at the moment because mm. I had some like scar revision surgery. I had some scars on my cheeks that I don't like. So I had this thing called subcision where they, and I had like, a, you know where they just like, I had a thing called a punch excision as well, where they literally just get like a hole punch and chop out a part of your skin and then stitch up the scars. So it's like a tiny nothing. Okay. So I had that on my temples. Okay. And then subcision is where, so if you have like an indented scar, the reason it's down, the reason it's like depressed is because it's like <laughs> I knew I was going to laugh when I said depressed the reason it's indented is because it's like tethered to the lower layer of your skin the way it healed so it's like tiny strings or something like that so basically what they do is they go in and they lift your skin away from your face and they did that by like filling my face with fucking liquid to like Anesthe- like anesthesia terrifying so I had read the, uh, about the whole procedure but they use the expression tumescent anesthesia and I know what tumescent means. It means like swelling or full, but I just didn't put two and two together. So when they put the anesthesia in, the doctor said, you're going to look a bit like a chipmunk. And I was like, okay, yeah, of course, like swelling. Everyone swells when they have surgery and stuff like that. So then they start like, he's like, he's like all right, I'm just putting the anesthesia in now. Injects my cheek. And I realize it's swelling up. And I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, you know, we've got to lift the skin away from all your muscles and your nerves underneath so that it's safe to do this. Because if they just went in with the scalpel, because what they do is they slide the scalpel between your upper and lower layer of skin and cut the strings. Okay. So the scar like pops back out again, essentially. Mm. But he was like, to do that safely, we can't risk like cutting a facial nerve or you'll end up like Mrs. Lazy Face or something like that. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, so it will go down after about 24 hours. So the fucker hands me like a hand mirror and I looked at myself and I my heart nearly fell out through my asshole because I've just you know you just never expect to see yourself looking so visually different yeah I literally looked like hey Arnold because that because of that bit that they'd filled it with water so my head was like out to the side like a toucan's beak or something yeah it was really frightening and he was like so how are you feeling and I was like fine and you know when you just sit there and you're like well I've done it now I can't I can't back out yeah, but you must have been like, why the fuck is my face like this? Well, yeah, but I, I knew what it was. Once it once I saw myself, it all clicked together and I was like, tumescent anesthesia, swollen. So like he's filled my face with like liquid, basically. But like, what's going on here? Was it not an English surgeon? No, it is. Yeah, oh. English. I just hadn't put that. I'd read all about the procedure. He'd taken me all the way through it and he kept using the expression tumescent anesthesia and I just hadn't, my mind hadn't made the connection. But he hasn't taken you all the way through it if he hasn't explained that your face is going to swell up that big. But he did. He said, your face is going to swell up. You're going to look like a, a chipmunk. And I just, again, I always do this thing in my head where I'm like, people are exaggerating. Okay. So I had like convinced myself it would be next to nothing. That's why I thought I was going to be fit to like go out on the Friday. And I was not. Because then afterwards, so they, they cut it away and it was really weird. It didn't hurt at all because obviously I was anesthetized. But the sound of the scalpel like cutting away the on the inside of my cheeks sounded like someone cutting through raw meat. You feel like the tugging around. And at that point, I got a bit, not upset, but I was like, oh my God, this is what it must feel like if you're like being cut up and tortured. Oh God. Not the pain element of it, but just hearing your body being treated as like flesh. It was so disorientating. Yeah. 
But then after all that was done, then they had to squeeze all the liquid out of my face again. So I had to like sit there. They like push it all out and it presumably goes out the sides. And then I had to sit there holding my face like Macaulay Culkin, like for like a good 20, 30 minutes oh just to make sure it didn't like go back down. Oh my God, literally like face off. Yeah. And then I had to get a fucking Uber looking like that. It was really, it wasn't as big as it was obviously because most of the liquid was out, but all my like tissue was sort of swollen at that point. And the, well, the, the picture that you sent me was it, beyond. It was horrifying. So I, yeah, the, literally the, the Uber driver pulled up and he looked genuinely frightened. And because of the anesthesia as well, and because of the swelling, my lips couldn't move. So I was like, sorry, I can't, sorry, I can't really talk right now because I just had a surgery. And the guy was like, okay, fine. He's like, yeah, okay, didn't even ask you. I just said, is your name James? Yeah, I just had to, I wanted to get out of the way because I didn't, again, I didn't want to chat and I wasn't going to be able to fucking speak Portuguese like that. So yeah, I went home and I was, so, you know, I just sat and looked in the mirror and I was like, what have you done? And how do you feel about now? Great. The swelling for the majority of it went down within less than 24 hours. Like within an hour or two of getting home, it had gone down significantly. So now I'm just a little bit puffy like you would after any surgery. I'm just a bit bruised as well. Yeah. And that's going to go down progressively until sort of like the end of the month. And then in January, that's when I have like the laser to finish everything off. Oh, okay. That's going to like completely renew my skin, like take 10 years off me. So I'll be like 13. So what is the first bit done? So it's like released any depressions. Okay, okay. And if there's any remaining, what the laser does is like the skin all tightens up as well when you get the laser. So anything, like it's taken the worst out of it, the first part, and then the second part finishes everything basically. Oh, what's the laser bit called? Can you have just the laser bit without the other bit? It's called CO2 fully ablative laser. Okay. And it's quite hardcore. So it takes off like your entire epidermis, like the outer layer of your epidermis. So like you look like you've been in a fire for the first five days yeah you can't you can't like no but like really bad you can't leave the house because of the infection risk you have to take like antiviral tablets and everything so i mean i wouldn't be leaving the fucking house anyway without a layer of skin on my face i mean yeah of course i'm not going to be going anywhere or or organizing any scrap hookups yeah but then after like 11 days you're you're more or less good to go i might look a little bit like sunburned for a couple of weeks afterwards but i literally just get it done on october 29th and go out as freddy (laughs) krueger Well, I chose January because it's like everyone does dry January anyway. It's dark, so like you have to limit your like sun exposure as well afterwards. Everyone, I know you ain't talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's like it's like a dead time of year for me. So I just figured I'll stay in, and then I won't have any temptation to go out because a lot of people, a lot of people, are doing dry January or stuff like that. So. Well, we wish you all the best here at CNC. We can't wait to see your new face, and I'm going to be mask exempt for three months after that as well. Okay. Yeah, well, because he said you can't wear it. He's, the doctor was like... Well, you, what, you're saying that like is a good thing? No, it's just I, like I'm I'm already like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I know some busybody Karen on a bus or something is going to be like, excuse me, you should be wearing a mask and I'm going to have to like pull out a laminated letter. Like, But also, you're a germaphobe. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But masks don't protect you. You're, what the mask does is protect other people from your bug. Oh, okay. Because it's to stop it coming out of your mouth or your nose. Because otherwise, like, a mask don't protect you because, like, COVID can go in through your eyes. Yeah, but if it's protecting COVID going out of your mouth, then surely it must be protecting COVID going into your mouth. Well, it can stop it, but, like, it's not going to stop you from getting COVID because any, like, mucous membrane, which is, like, your eyes, 
COVID can go in through there. You just have oh, to have prolonged okay. exposure. So that what it is is to limit the amount of COVID in the air from other people. Okay. That's the logic behind masks. So I'm just like, oh God. I, I, I said to the guy, can you give me a fucking signed letter that I can just pull out? But I could fucking type that up on my own computer. Yeah. Is that what it looked like? Just a typed up letter? I haven't got it yet. Oh. Might as well. I might go on eBay and get one of those lanyards that says, medical exemption. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, it's just gonna. And be then it. people are like, "What's wrong with you?" And you're like, "Oh, well, I had I, a I laser had a... surgery." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was feeling a little bit old, so I had a bit of nip and tuck, <laughs> dear. I've been f- refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a few fagging yarns. I thought it'd be good if we could solve some listener problems. Before the year is out. Yeah, a few few of them before we go. Uh, And then we've got some confessions after that. Okay. So the first person who is, I don't, do we say the names? I don't, I don't think it's that bad. So anyway, this one is is from Joe, but yeah. I mean, Joe, who, that could be anyone, so. Could be anyone. Also, it's not that deep. Joe says, so I was texting with this boy who I've been following on Instagram for a few years. We started chatting for a bit. Things moved to WhatsApp. We sexted a bit one night and then he was fine after that. But then a couple of days later, he just stopped replying. I haven't double texted, but should I? Sure. Do you think? Who cares? I, like this sort of like rules of like who can text first and stuff. I don't think it's not the double texting that would bother me. but It's the fact that he's now gone dead quiet. I mean, if you really like this guy or you really want to find out what's going on, you just have to weigh up the risk and be like, if I double text, I might look a bit overly keen. Maybe he's got life stuff going on. He's just forgotten to reply to this text before. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just It seems a bit off key to me. It seems like either a red flag of that person or... Maybe... What, the person double texting? No. Oh. No, the person that's like just suddenly gone cold on them after like being hot being like hot with them on like whatsapp mm. and then just suddenly going dead i find that weird and i've happened i've had it happen to me before so i mean at least at least it's just at this stage yeah. whereas right now it's kind of like right at the start i mean who knows the guy could have the clap or something and then just be like well i'm i can't like pursue this right i can't you know when you're just like right i just i don't want to talk to anyone because they're going to invite me out for a date and then i'll have to be like i have the clap or something like that you know but why do you have to fuck somebody on a first date I don't know. (laughs) I just think, well, at least it happened at this stage. I had it once where I'd been on a date with the guy like twice. So we'd had two dates. And the first date was quite, not like full on anyway, but I could just tell that he was quite into me. Mm. And then at the end of the first date, like we hadn't even left. And he was like, I want to see you again. So I was like, okay, like it's going sort of well. And then the next time, I think because of COVID and stuff, we couldn't do anything. So I just went and stayed at his house. <laughs> I mean, like, we couldn't do anything in public. So I went and stayed at his house, and this guy actually did have... We spoke about this briefly on the last episode, but this guy did actually have chlamydia, and this is the one who was like, oh, I've got chlamydia. Oh, not in the bum. <laughs> Only in the mouth. That was uh, that was the jokes that we were making, yeah, yeah but yeah. He, he had chlamydia in his dick. So I was like, okay, it's quite a prominent feature of the sex life. <laughs> <laughs> no but it was fine anyway we just like fooled around a little bit Mm. and then after that like he was fine for like maybe like two three days after that and then just suddenly stopped replying 
So I thought, well, I'm not going to double text because I'm just going to see if he messages me. Yeah. And then he didn't. So I was like, what the fuck happened there? Like, that was so weird. We had like two dates that both like went well. And yeah, it was just really off key. Yeah. So I think at least and you do kind of like, not like torture yourself, but you do kind of go over things being like, where did I go wrong? Yeah. Or just like, why have you ha- suddenly had the change of attitude? But listen, it's not always you. I mean, it- that's the thing. It can usually, a lot of the time, it can be hundreds of other things. Like, I don't know what happens if they're anything, like, yeah. you know, like any, any kind of scenario, Nan died. I know that sounds like a naff, you know, like that kind of thing or something happened. They got fired from their job. They just like their phone got nicked from them or something like that. Yeah, I mean, these all sound like really out there excuses. But you know what I mean? Like, there's there's myriad reasons why someone might just go cold halfway through. I mean, yes, one of them is maybe they're just not into you anymore. Yeah, totally. Listen, realistically, has there ever been a time in my life when I've been going through something that was so too much that I've just stopped texting somebody who I was really into? No, never. Mm. N- never. So I can't really see why somebody... Look, but the thing is, it makes you... It makes you overthink because you don't know what the answer is. Yeah. But it just doesn't matter. Like, even if he did, even if he did reject you or like stop t- texting you because he was no longer into you, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Beat yourself up about it, change yourself because one boy wasn't into you? No, like, yeah. we're not going to do that. I think the best thing, well, if you want, send your second text and then put it out of your mind. And if he replies, he replies. And if he doesn't, leave it there. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of just depends on how the conversation stopped. Yeah, that's true. We don't really have any context about that. No, we don't have a lot of context. But, you know, if it was, say, for example, like you'd asked him a question and then he'd read it and then just not replied and it's now been like a few days, I would just leave it. Mm. Because even if you see somebody's message and then you forget to reply, if that person, I say like means enough, but... Like obviously you've you remind yourself to go back. Yeah, yeah. Like they pop into your head, and then you're like, uh, like you think about them. If I haven't even come into your head for you to think, <laughs> oh, actually, I've got reply to him. They could be just the other thing is they could have been seeing someone else at the same time. You know, like multiple, totally, yeah. multiple dating, mm-hmm. and they just realised this was getting a bit more serious. Yeah, and then you just leave it there because the thing is, like, it is a bit awkward to then be like, oh, sorry, I was seeing someone else and. I actually like him a quite bit more than you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why? It's actually weird to get that text. Yeah, that's ways. a very weird text. Even if you think it's like you're doing the right thing by being honest, mm. it's quite. A, it can be a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, totally. Well, that would. Yeah, because yeah. you're basically saying, "Oh, sorry, I've picked somebody else over you." But yeah, so it's either ghost or be honest and potentially upset someone. And most people would probably rather choose ghost. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know if that's necessarily what happened here, but I just think I, I personally would be tempted just to leave it and see how long it goes before slash if they ever message you again. Because sometimes you do it and it gets to like a week and then you're like, they didn't message me. So if I'd have then sent another message, I'd have felt really mugged off. Yeah. Well, it's that thing Carrie said. It's got like the the expiration of like milk. <laughs> <laughs> so if you put it on it like you it it's going to go off in about like 3 to 4 days. Yeah. It does. Mm. Wow, she actually said something that was worth <laughs> <laughs> worth <it>? repeating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that I mean that's my advice. Uh and also like sometimes I think if it's not going the way that you hope, then just 
Thank the universe for like clearing your path. Yeah, move on. Yeah. Like just have a little <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just fucking move on, all right? <laughs> no, but yeah. like, you know, there's other people out there. A hundred percent and there's ten thousand other people that will do this to you. Probably. <laughs> so why bother? No. Stay at home. <laughs> no, but this is why I just think almost like not like don't tolerate it, but it's more like when people say, Oh, I attract toxic men or I attract this type of person. Yeah. I'm like, you don't attract it, you just tolerate it. And you also clearly are seeking these kind of people out. You're letting them bypass with all of these red flags. Yeah. You're not cutting it off soon enough. But I think if it's happening multiple times as well, you must there must be something that is making you choose people that behave like this as well. Yeah, maybe subconsciously for sure. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, if people are emotionally unable to con- connect with people or something like that they're afraid of real emotional connection they deliberately choose people that are unattainable or they know are going to be difficult and set put obstacles to like getting to know them yeah like self-sabotaging themselves yeah. put themselves back in the comfortable and familiar place yeah because some people like that that's the only thing they know how to deal with is like emotional turbulence or or a lack of emotional intimacy so they feel safer having someone that is just going to push them away constantly. Meredith Grey. Is that, oh, is that Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. I've never watched it. Oh, that was quite a good one. Oh. For all your Grey's fans out there, that <laughs> you must be tickled pink. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's true. I think that that is the case with a lot of people. If there's a pattern going on in the type of men that they're choosing and they're saying like these men aren't, they're messing me around, they're toxic. They're picking, there's a personality trait in these people that they are picking. Yeah, and also I think if you're going, if you're maybe like meeting a number of boys that are doing this ghosting thing to you or like are giving off the not that interested vibe, just like move on to people that then worship you because then you're just, you know what I mean? You're just changing the whole... Yeah, but people like a challenge, don't they? I think some people don't like when someone is uh, immediately like, you're amazing, I think you're the bee's knees and like reply to their text immediately at bee's knees. Like people that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if someone said I think you're the bee's knees I'd be like is this 1955 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean like they're, they, they're put off by someone that's really emotionally open and available to them and will reply to their texts and, and that kind of stuff so they are rejecting perfectly good candidates in favour of these more difficult people mm, like the thing is if somebody's going to be full on like that from day dot I get it like don't be intense mm. but there's a difference obviously between being intense and just being open and honest yeah and if the thing is if you meet someone you have an actual like a real connection with them and it's that kind of thing where you're like you are excited to see their text every time you you are happy to hear from them whenever they text then that's great because then you find someone who is like emotionally open and is the same with you that's such a great feeling but i think it says a lot if you're not like that fussed on someone or it could go either way and they're like really yeah, well, on the replying and stuff it can be a little it can seem a little bit over eager but i think for me that would be a sign that perhaps i'm not as interested in this person as i thought yeah well that's what just what i was gonna interject and say it's mm-hmm. almost like yeah i just think if you like if they're being available to you and then you don't feel that attracted to them maybe that's just because you're not attracted to them yeah if you need the bad behavior to be attracted just go and find somebody who you're actually attracted to yeah Anyway, <laughs> I hope that helps. Yeah, Joe. Um, the next person says, This guy and I have been chatting for a few weeks and I knew he did drag, but I thought it was more like a hobby and he showed up to the date in drag. 
<laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> Could you imagine that like an episode of First Dates? Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. He's like sitting there waiting for Michael and then walks Melissa. Well, this is it. They said he'd gone on some dates with him before. No, it was the first date, but they'd been chatting for a few weeks. That's quite a ballsy move on the part of the drag queen to be like, we've been chatting and then show up in full drag and be like, this is me. I mean, fa- like, I, I admire the, the sort of fabness of it. I mean... It might not have been the best way to go about that. There's also, like, no elaboration. For all we know, she might have come straight from a gig. That's true. But then I would have given them a heads up. Yeah. I would have said, look, I, I've got, like, a By gig the at the two brewers, but I'm going to get a taxi straight to the fucking... Straight to Casbah doesn't exist anymore. Straight to like wherever afterwards to the coffee shop. Casbah, a taxi from Brewers <laughs> to Casbah. Like, that's like two feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually don't walk in heels. <laughs> that is actually quite a drag yeah. queen thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, no sooner have they shut the fucking door, that it's like you have reached your destination. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I want to know like. What kind of queen was she? Because imagine she walked in and she was like Nina West and she was like this, this big campy queen. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like Panto Dame <laughs> yeah. drag or was it like Crystal Versace or something like that? Yeah. And where was the date? <laughs> the opera. Could you imagine? Yeah. Burger King. <laughs> Burger Queen. <laughs> yeah, if that had been like or, like, or just like a restaurant. Or like a football match. <laughs> Yeah, Crystal Palace and fucking yeah. Crystal Connors shows up. <laughs> Did they say how they felt about it? I mean, obviously surprised. <laughs> so they said, uh, I didn't mind that he did drag, but I just thought it was not a full-time thing. Okay. I mean, the thing is, you're going to have to, if you like this person, you are going to end up spending a lot of time around this drag persona one way or the other. So in some ways, maybe it's better to get it out of the way. But I wouldn't, I would have given the person uh, on the drag queen side, I would have given them a heads up that I was going to show up looking like that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is, you know, there are a lot and of I couples do... that have, where one's a drag queen, where the drag persona just kind of stays to one side. It's a job. Mm. Um, and the partner doesn't really interact with that that much. But then there are other ones where literally like it's their muse and they make their clothes for them or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the thing is with doing drag though, it's like if this person, obviously some people might be doing it once, two, three, four times a month. Yeah. But if this queen is trying to make it like a full-time living and then they're actually doing it like five, six nights a week yeah. and then they're spending three to four hours getting in drag before doing this... It's gonna be a big part of your life. Yeah, you and it's can't not cheap. really. You it's can't not really cheap, avoid so a lot it. Of their money yeah. is gonna be going on it. Take, it takes up a lot of space as well. Like I've seen drag queens like drag rooms, and they're fucking packed tight yeah. with clothes. So yeah. that's the thing. I think you either need to get on board or get off board. Yeah. But I think obviously maybe just putting in some rules might be okay. Like maybe no dates. Yeah, in no drag. dates in drag. Yeah, I would have said that. Yeah, it was a ballsy move to show up in drag, but I I think she should have given a heads up on that. But it's really up to the person who wrote in to decide how they feel about this. And if it's something they, even if they don't particularly like the drag element of it, are they willing to continue seeing the person if you can establish that the drag doesn't enter your kind of like love life? Yeah. 
and also like maybe like your professional life you don't know like <laughs> she's coming by to bring him flowers at the office <laughs> <laughs> Comes to like work Christmas party dressed up like fucking Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Sixty five inch wave. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's just about like setting some ground rules yeah. and and also, yeah, like you said, James, just deciding whether like you can either deal with a drag side of somebody or you can't, I yeah. feel. You can't be like, Oh, I want this like twice a week like you either accept it or you don't accept it yeah and he seemed open to it because he said he didn't it didn't seem to be a problem when he thought it was just a hobby no so i think it could just be a case as well of like the social stigma of dating a drag queen yeah which is definitely something that i mean some guys have yeah yeah i, f- I feel like we've helped you yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> god that was a scream Oh, child, your face nearly split open. It hurt so much to laugh like that, but it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So our final faggy aunt goes, I broke up with my ex six months ago, mostly because I was just getting a little bit bored. There wasn't much excitement, but I slept with him last week and now I really miss him. I don't know what to do. The thing is, if it's the first time you've broken up, it can be like the the draw to go back to that person yeah. can be quite strong because, again, it's quite familiar territory. Yeah. You're being faced with, like, the dating world again, which if you're looking for a relationship, obviously, can be scary. Whereas, you know, if you're just looking for fun, which I feel like you should be mandatory after a relationship, you should definitely go out and have a little careless high phase where you're not thinking about all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it could be that this little breakup is exactly what they needed to sort of jumpstart the relationship. Like, they have sex again, they realise that they do have fun and they do have, like, hot sex or whatever. And maybe then they'll be like, okay, well, we just need to, we can give this another go, but we need to make more effort to do stuff like that. And, you know, I know it sounds a bit naff, like, mate, spice up, I love life. But, you know, like, maybe it just reminded them how much they fancy each other and they'd got into a bit of a routine and now this break... And the sort of sex in between is, you know, like I said, lit a bit of a spark. Yeah, true. But he also, they don't say that it was actually specifically the sex thing. Oh. So, I mean, it just says I was uh, getting a bit bored. So you kind of have to think, well, how bad is the boredom? Do you know what I mean? Like, And what are they bored of? Were they bored of the sex? Were they bored of the, like, because the, being in a relationship, it does become a bit of a routine. It's not going to be exciting every day. Some of it is like, who's taking the bins out? You know, like it's not always going to be, let's fuck in this alleyway while, I don't know. Oh, but it can be. <laughs> it can be. But I think, you know, as, as time wears on and you, you settle into sort of more of a routine with someone, those those become a bit less frequent yeah. in a lot of cases. doesn't mean they can't still happen, but what, what excitement exactly are you looking for? Like, what are you bored with? Hmm. That's true. It could be a, a character trait of the person that wrote him. Yeah. Are you bored of his dick or are you bored of sitting home and watching Saturday Night Takeaway? Because the second one is a fair thing. <laughs> like, totally, yeah. Are you bored of just being in a relationship in general? Do you not? Do you want to just go out and hoe around? Mm. In which case, it was probably not a great idea to then go back and have sex with your ex. No. Because you're confusing him and you're also confusing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's very easy to look back on things through rose-tinted goggles. Oh, yeah. Whenever you don't have something, it makes you want it. 
That's what I mean. And even people, this is like the same reason why people go back to men who treat them like shit is yeah. because they forget about the bad treatment, all of that stuff. Also, like I said, you go out into the big, scary single world, you're faced with the whole process of trying to find somebody else that mm-hmm. then loves you for you. And you've got to be vulnerable again. It's a whole process. So yeah, people do overlook things just to go back to them. So I mean, mm. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you might have to like go back to that relationship to then just know. Yeah. Especially like until you've done it a few times, not with the same person, but like a couple of times with different people, you know what I mean? Where you go back and you're like, no, no, I know that this was permanent. Yeah. There's no, I mean, there's no real instruction manual for this. Like if you do feel like it, the sex was so good and it reminded you of good things and why you were in the relationship in the first place, then maybe it's worth trying to give it a second go. If your ex is even going to be open to it, he might be like, well, you dumped me. I'm willing to like smash your back doors in once in a while, but I don't want you back in my house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Literally. Imagine the boyfriend's like, ah, girl, you said I was boring. Yeah. I'm dating your best friend. Exactly. <laughs> like, this doesn't take into account the ex's feelings, like, or what they're doing now with their single status. So, no, maybe they just feel entitled because they were the one that broke up with them. So they're like, yeah, they would definitely have me back. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they not, maybe they, maybe the ex is like, thank fucking God, I was praying for a way to get out of this. Or also, but you've still got hot puss. <laughs> Do you know what one I heard the other night? A comedy show. What? Twat. Twat. Yeah. I put it in my fucking twat. It was this really old lady. I was living for her. I put it in my twat. Yeah. It's not very sexy. No, I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, look at her. She's got a twat out. Do you think, like, straight men, though, think, like, oh, yeah, I fucked her. Hot twat. (laughs) (laughs) No, probably not. Who is it? Men always say, get your rat out as well. Rat? rat. Yeah, that's awful. Oh, isn't it? that is so vile. But rat. also, I'm like, if you'd put it in a rat, then. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Stuart Little costume? Fucking cats, rats, Jesus. Cats, oh, pussy. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> growler, get your growler out. <laughs> Oh, even just you saying, get your rat out, it just turns me on. (laughs) (laughs) Does that remind you of like them rugby boys? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's a very specific kind of lad that says that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Someone with a very violent fingering style. (laughs) (laughs) Get your rat out and then you've just got a guy like bending over like, oh, what about a beaver? (laughs) Oh, beaver's also a pussy, beaver, yeah, it? beaver, yeah. We'll see. I was Is just trying know? to think of like a brown animal. <laughs> I was literally thinking of like on Jeopardy where they're like, name animals that are brown. And we're like, <gasps> brown fox. Bear? A brown bear? A bear, yeah. Uh, yeah. This doesn't really reflect an arsehole, does it? Yeah. I guess it could be a bear gay. <laughs> you want rats? What about a bear? <laughs> That's it. I think that was the best punchline yeah. we were going to get. We'll yeah. workshop that. You we'll did. come back. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were we talking about? Oh, oh slept with the ex. Yeah, the ex. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Best of luck. Yeah. 
<laughs> you made your bed, you have to lie in it now. And whether that includes your ex in it or not is sort of up to him. Yeah, and also maybe just make like a pros and cons list. <laughs> or maybe just move the fuck on. Just be a bit logical about it. You obviously broke up for a reason. I feel like in six months' time, you can decide whether you're bored of somebody or not. And if in six months' time you've decided, actually, I feel like my life would be more exciting without you in it, then they probably are fucking boring. Yeah. So If it was just the sex that you liked, then yeah. there's 100,000 dicks out there. Like, Do just... you know what, honey? You can achieve anything. Go jump off a mountain. Go have bareback <laughs> Go sex. Go jump off a mountain. <laughs> Go kill yourself. <laughs> I meant like when the wing hang glided things <laughs> Okay. okay. Yeah. So don't kill it. You just go and have a do some extreme sports. Yeah, do some extreme sports. Do bareback. Do what else is risky? Ride a bull. An ox. An ox. <laughs> Swim with the sharks. <laughs> We're like ride an ox, and he's like, "Oh, got back from my ex." <laughs> Take a chance. Make a choice and break away. <laughs> Your face. It's like, it's like you're just like deadpan talking the lyrics of a Kelly Clarkson song. Yeah. And just break away. And just break away. And that's been your bedtime story <laughs> on the car map. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> that looks like. Super excited to hear how this one pans out. <laughs> Okay, let's get into some confessions. Oh, I love a confession. Who does? <laughs> you turned it a bit into like test daily. I know a lot of. Oh, I love a confession. Yeah, I think that vodka cranberry is hit now. Te- de- <laughs> I was gonna say it. <laughs> Tesla daily. Tesla daily. <laughs> test daily is like that drunken uncle a little bit. <laughs> Did we say this on the show already? I have no idea. I don't think we. I don't remember talking about Tess Daly before. I've definitely said this to at least four or five people. Oh, yeah, okay. Tess Daly's like the, the drunken uncle at the party. Well, good for her. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a dance, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> like, Tess, shut up. I feel like you'd feel safe with Tess, though. Safe? I don't know. As opposed to what? I'm like, oh, oh, scared. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I feel, feel a bit afraid for my life in with Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> to be honest, not far off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Those wild eyes through that fringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think I'm like, do you add so much eyeliner to your eyes just so that you can avoid having been awake all night? I just don't understand avoid it. Avoid looking having been awake all night. I mean, God bless her. Like, there's, there's a commitment to a look there, but... <laughs> Is that look the right one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really chuckled me. <laughs> it is just like somewhere along the way a decision got made, and she's literally said, "Well, I've chosen it now." Yeah. Like, what's she gonna do? Come back with like a bare, like bare, f- nude makeup and a blonde barnet? And also, like, I feel people have bangs for a phase. Yeah. Not for life. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. You either have it for a phase or you commit. And like... <laughs> oh, God. She, can, she should be she's committed. committed. But uh, she's naturally blonde as well, so she dyes her hair dark like that as well. Imagine being naturally blonde and dyeing your hair when literally, like, 
people were dying to be blonde. Maybe maybe she's got really fair eyelashes, and that's why she does the eyeliner so heavy. She's like, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, it is, uh, that's a Listen, fair maybe, play to her. That is a commitment to a look. Maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's cocaine. I guess we'll never know. Well, yeah. It's a good look if you want to get away with having a heavy weekend. Yeah. Because everyone's like, Claudia always looks like that. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so like, she's got really dark circles around her yeah. eyes. And we're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, that's her eyes. <laughs> What was the confession? So we didn't actually start oh. it. <laughs> How did we get onto Teth Daily and call? Oh, it was my yeah. So got a blowjob from a guy on Grinder. Turned out to be my ex's brother. Yet again, family is always playing a big role in the confessions. Yeah, but well, it's only the first one. Yeah, I mean, I d- d- well, good for you. Yeah, I mean, how would you feel in that situation? Oh. Ex's brother, though. Yeah. It's not like it's your boyfriend's brother. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> you're like, what? What? <laughs> it's your ex. Who cares? Yeah, I would love it. I'd be like, oh my God, that's so random. I've had Shut both up. now. Yeah. Complete the set. Yeah. And also, I'd be like, I'm definitely going to put this in my stand up. Exactly. I've just been like, sorry, I'm just making some notes for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and can you show me a picture of your brother? Because I've had sex with a lot of people. Yeah, what I wanted, who was better? Yeah. Who's the better blozer? Brother blozer. Yeah, brother number one or brother number two? Mm. My next confession says, I've always been monogamous. But last weekend. (laughs) I love that, like, but. (laughs) However, last weekend I had a threesome with two of his friends. But that's not not monogamous, that's cheating. Yeah. (laughs) I've always been monogamous, but last week I went into polyamory. It's just my boyfriend didn't know. Like, Yeah, so that's cheating. Yeah, monogamous is not cheating. But when someone says I'm monogamous, usually I associate that with like consensual polygamy or polyamory. I would have phrased that more like, I have a boyfriend, but last week I cheated. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've always been monogamous, but this week I moved into multiple sex partners. My boyfriend just doesn't know about like <laughs> it. Like that's a weird way of phrasing that. I see your angle, but yeah, yeah. I've always, I've never been a cheater, but last exactly, week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you are. So, <laughs> what what do you want us to say? I mean, I hope it was worth it. Well, two of his friends, it fucking better have been. Well, the thing is, and that's a risky little game to play. Like, if you're going to cheat on your boyfriend, you should be cheating with people that you know for a fact have no connection to him and never will. Not two of his mates. This is mm. going to come out like in a drunken argument or something. It might do. But saying that, I do know somebody that cheated on their boyfriend with one of his really good friends. And now they're engaged. Also, it can turn out it can be happy ending at the yeah. end of a nasty cheese. What's a little scandal. white lie? Oh, I don't want to assume they're race, but <laughs> um, like, well, good for you. I don't know. What are you planning to tell your boyfriend about this or what? I don't. I didn't write it. Why are you asking? Oh no, no. I'm, I'm talking as if I'm addressing that person. I'm not like, are you gonna tell? But I'm not. <laughs> like, even got here. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, throws that back in my face. Oh. <laughs> Well, you'd have to have a boyfriend yeah, for that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
are you okay with it yourself? I'm talking to the the caller. How do you feel about cheating on your boyfriend? Yeah, I don't think it's like a counselling session. I don't feel like we need to ask some questions. Oh, Just yeah, I like... mean, I guess it's fag- It's not faggoty. I'm still in the faggoty aunt space. I'm like, yeah. what you need to do is call crisis. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah you're like, so what am I, what, what am I trying to solve here? Yeah, no. what do you want from me? It's not solve, it's just resolve. You're a cheating slag. Oh. Oh, I mean that in a lovely way. I love the word slag. But like, you know, you're a cheat. Own it. Don't dress it up like, I've always been monogamous. Like, you're a cheat. Yeah. Love you, but you're a cheat. Yeah. Love you, but you're a cheat. <laughs> That's like the lover, bless her, but... <laughs> yeah. Don't t- tell me about that. No. Oh. It's basically like... <laughs> another little tangent, but I'll be quick. So my friend Laura, Laura Smith, she's this hilarious comedian, and she does this bit about when you're at work, but you've just joined a new place, and you don't know like who you can bitch about people oh, with yet. Oh, yeah. So you kind of do the tiptoe thing, and you're like, oh... She's like, do you know Jeanette? And you're like, yeah. She's like, love her, love her, bless her, but... And then you wait for the other person, and then if they're like, oh, yeah, but she didn't half go on, you're like, yes, yes, yeah. she fucking does. Can't oh, stand can't the car. stand the bitch. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's actually she's not that bad. <laughs> or if you're like, yeah, love her, bless her, but... And then they're like, yeah, yeah, she's lovely, isn't she? You're like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, just like that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, love her, bless her, but... Cheater. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. Cheater. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did cheat, but do you know what? Props to you for going full throttle. Yeah, you didn't just you know, Yeah, do you remember that time we had somebody call in being like, Oh, I I held a man's hand <laughs> and I was like, What the fuck? I kissed Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, like man up. My ex of four years cheated on me, so I emailed photos of him tied up to his family. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that was a sex thing, not like a hostage situation. <laughs> sent, sent his family the photos from Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that is horrible. Hilarious. <laughs> I, I laughed, but it, that's horrible. What a nasty thing to do. Although he did cheat. So actually, maybe the bastard. After hate four come. years as well. Four years yeah. is such a long time. Yeah. So, Carry so, on. <laughs> you can just imagine, like. Grandma Billy Ray over the text message. Like, well, they probably thought it was a hostage situation. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, someone's got Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Until he's tied to like one of those bars, like which keep his legs apart. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well done. It's. <laughs> I mean, see, this is the weird thing. This is obviously technically revenge porn because you are taking revenge against an action. Yeah. But I don't know what's worse because you only send the images to his family. I definitely would have put that on the internet after four years. I'd have put it on Facebook. Right? Although you would have immediately got your account deleted. So worth it. Yeah. So worth it. He uses Facebook. But where could you put... No, I'm just thinking of somewhere you could put it where it wouldn't immediately get taken down. Set up your own like GeoCities <laughs> and send everyone the URL. Like, click on this. <laughs> just Twitter... Yeah, oh yeah, of it, course. It would take a while, obviously, th- yeah. for them to process the reports, but like it'd be up for like... It'd be up ha- for longer than it would be on Facebook. You can post anything on Twitter, like any filth. On yeah, there, so. it's just, but obviously if you're sending the link to people, they're then going to know it's him and then going to report it. Yeah. Just put it on Twitter and then hashtag it whore. <laughs> yeah, but then how are the people going to find it? Anyone searching whore? Yeah, but you've got to make sure that it gets back to him. You want it to be known, don't you, that it's out there? That's true. Yeah, but if you tag it, tag him, he'll immediately report it. 
Yeah, that is also the true. The thing is, if you literally if you literally just posted it and went, this cheating bastard, this guy cheated on me after four years, it would immediately go viral. People would start reblogging that like probably yeah. Business. So yeah, well done. Yeah, it genuinely took my breath away. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the nans yeah <laughs> i just love the idea of like these poor old the, that whole family thinking that their son has been kidnapped yeah they've they've taken thomas and his clothes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay <laughs> this one actually was from somebody that i know i lost my virginity to my english teacher saw him again years later on the train Fucked him in the toilet. Then he went back and sat with his fiancée. There's a lot of cheating in this week's one. Yeah. Mm. How old were you when you lost your virginity to your English teacher? Because essentially you just fucked a nonce. If you were underage. Yeah. Yeah, If you're alright with it, I mean, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the confession here is that he fucked the English teacher when the English teacher has a fiance i mean all i mean the confession is that they fucked their english teacher presumably while they were still at school actually that's not in there it could have uh, the the implication here is that they fucked while he was still his teacher yeah and that he has a fiance yeah and that they had a little blast from the past in the train loo yeah i'm just focusing more on like the second part of the story i think that's what's more shocking to me is that like you fucked in the toilet and then he went back and then sat with his fiance like men are so dirty how can you do your fiance like that in a toilet he's obviously just i mean and that kind of goes outside but he's obviously like very deep in the closet yeah and has probably done this multiple times if he can literally just go and sit back next to his fiance completely stone-faced. Yeah, so really it's not actually your confession to have. It's a good <laughs> one, but like it's the other guy who should be confessing. Mm. But would you forgive someone like from an outsider's perspective, would you forgive a listener? <laughs> for example, <laughs> for doing this to another man's fiance? Oh, the person getting fucked by the English teacher. Yeah, are you, are you forgiving the... Well, did he know that the English teacher had a fiancé? I'm saying if he did, would you for, do you forgive? Well, I think that's very questionable. Mm. Because even if you are not the married person, you are still a willing participant in that person's adultery, if you mm. knew about it. It's different if someone lies to you and tells you they don't like their single or something like that. But if you literally, I don't know, presumably he saw him coming down the fucking aisle on the train and was like, oh, that face looks familiar. And then... I don't know, maybe he didn't know that the woman sat next to him was his fiancée. Maybe it was a very busy train. She's got a baby on her lap. It might not be <laughs> his, though. You know, like, if it's that busy, you, you just sit next to anyone. Not Like, it could have been like Okay, that. I think we're getting too much into this. If you knew it was his fiancée, your morals are a little bit questionable. Great. Let's move on. Yeah. Went to a gay beach and secretly wanted to be used by all the old hairy men. <laughs> Is this from my... Did I send this? <laughs> <laughs> the bit that was killing me was the used. Used for what? Your marketing skills? <laughs> what talent to bring to the table, hun? Carjack. Carjack. And also, why secretly? If that's what you want, go do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is it. I secretly wanted to have sex with all these men at the gay beach. Like, well, so, well, yeah. I know, but watch You were at this- a gay fucking beach. What'd you expect? No, but watch when this person's like 18 and all the other men were like 70. So what? Get yours. No, that's so off-key. 
I don't like. I have no problem with things like that. If you're 18, and you want to have sex with a 70 year old man, go for it. I'm business. more thinking about the eight, the 70 year olds having sex with the 18 year old. I mean, if like that hole is willing to be used, like don't get me wrong, I understand why you wouldn't say no because you're a dusty old man. You're not getting it like regularly, but it just seems that that Does might. Does it say 70 that. years old? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> this could be like 18 years old and it's probably like men in like 35 year olds and they're like I want it to be used by all the old men no it says old, the old men yeah but like take it from the source like an 18 year old what? thinks of like 40 year old it also doesn't say it's an 18 year old it could be a 40 year old well then who the f- <laughs> why are we fucking getting worked up it's a 40 year old getting fucked by a 70 year old there's no issue here no, true. But if it's an 18 year old and a 70 year old then yeah I think that's a bit off key that's just my impact well we've gone to the absolute extreme of it but well, that's that. <laughs> Welcome to Cocktails and Confessions. <laughs> I mean, great. Yeah. I mean, do you. You should have done it. <laughs> nah. So, well, what, Be a slut. Do whatever you want. Yeah, true. But I just think when I was like, even when I was like 18, 19, and I had sex with somebody who was like, I think I had sex with like a 50-year-old. Afterwards, I was like, oh, that felt so wrong. Yeah, but what if they don't? What if they have sex with that 50-year-old and they're like, that was the hottest sex I've ever had? People are different. Very true, very true. But I just feel like that much of an age gap. Like, if you're over, like, 30, 40 years, unless, like, if that person's a bit younger, then maybe just allow it. Mm. If they're, like, 25, then I'd be like, yeah, do whatever you want. I think it'd be a bit different if you're in a relationship or, like, dating someone much younger. But if it's literally just, like, I want to get my fucking hole pounded. Why, though? Why is that different? Because it's literally just sex. Whereas uh, I think there's a po- weird power imbalance, like maybe if you're dating someone and there's a big age difference. But if the, someone young shows up to the fucking gay, what sounds like sex beach, and, <laughs> and it's like, I just want to have sex, but I don't want to talk to you afterwards. Why not? If you're both willing to be just used, then... See, it's more the sex bit, which I think is ickier than the... No, it's all gross. Anyway... <laughs> I tell my family that I met my husband on Tinder, but it was actually at a cruising spot in his town. Cool. Love that. Yeah. There are very few things more satisfying than lying to your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's kind of a hot secret as well. Yeah. Like, not like, I forgot to put the oven on. It was me that burned down the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot to put the oven on. I forgot to turn the oven off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, like, that's just a hot secret. Yeah, we met on Tinder, but we actually met while I was getting railed over a car bonnet. Yeah. Could have been anyway while I was kneeling in piss in the... the they still have, like, to- cruising toilets, don't they? I think so, yeah. I know, it just it gave me, like, American vibes. Cruising spot. Is yeah. spot? There are still toilets cruising in London. Spot. I know someone that got their dick sucked in the um, Liverpool Street toilets the other day. I mean, the reality is that it could actually happen anywhere, but... Like, is that a one-off? Is yeah. that happening there regularly? Apparently, like, I've heard it's quite common rat in there. Oh, really? But it's just like one of those things. You're not going to go down to the like Liverpool Street toilets and be like, help, is anyone here? Like, you know, like, someone better not watch me have a piss or I might have to have sex with them, you know? Like, how does it work? What? I don't know. I have no idea. This is how little experience I have with like cruising spots. Dead. Help! help. Somebody help! Is there no one to help me? Baby, it's cruising in, in a fucking urinals, not in a woods. <laughs> help! I thought I just saw a bear. Sorry, that's where my area of expertise is. Like, 
<laughs> Getting chased by bears or men in murderer masks in the woods. Yeah. No. 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 Okay, great. Well, good for you. Love that for you. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think you should unleash it. <laughs> <laughs> unleash. I don't know why. I just got a vision of someone's big dick just flopping out onto a table at like Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you want to know the secret? <laughs> <laughs> and you hear like the start, the bog sounded like table noise with all the cutlery clinking like. Clink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crystal in the forks, yeah, clinking yeah. together. Exactly, exactly. There, I said it. I think you should unleash the secret at like the ten-year wedding anniversary. It's <laughs> just be like, thought we met on Tinder. It was down at fucking cruising Joe's. Yeah, cruising well, Joe's. <laughs> don't I mean, yeah, in ten years, twenty years, it will be funny as well. You'll be like, we told everyone we met on Tinder, but we actually met like in a. Piss alleyway or something like that. Yeah. I said no. At the time, I could understand why you might would probably lie about it when you were introducing them. Yeah. I feel like if that was me, though, I would just take the wedding speech like that one step too far. And I'd just be like, I had six men's jizz on my face that day. I just took the one that tasted the best. And here we are. As I wiped the jizz from my eyes, I saw him. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. realised he was the one. He was the one. The one I wanted to jizz on my face forever. Oh, beautiful. It's like yeah. poetry. It is. Well, we're coming towards our penultimate episode of 2021. I've been at Jalei Slays. And I've been at I Am Dom Top. Together we are at Cocktails Confessions and at Cocktails underscore Cocktalk. So annoying that I have to add the underscore now. I know. And just like roll off the tongue anymore. You know, and you know, get back 64k followers. That's annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've kind of made my peace with that now. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about it on this. This year's highlights and lowlights on our next episode, coming now. <laughs>